1: This podcast is dedicated to what many camp professionals believe to be the most important time at camp, no matter what you call it, staff training, orientation, or leadership training. This critical time period prepares your staff to fulfill all the promises that you make to parents and customers throughout the rest of the year. And before we get started with our topic, I want to introduce our hosts for today. So let's start off with you, Beth.
0: Great. I'm Beth Allison. I'm co-owner of Camp Hacker and one of the founders of Go Camp Pro. I was an executive director of five children's summer camps in Ontario, Canada, and I'm now a consultant with my husband, Travis,
2: and I am very passionate about leadership training.
1: Awesome.
2: Gab. My name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Oro. Uh, camp Oro uh, focuses on positive growth community uh, while also having a bilingual program, and I'm chatting with you guys from Montreal.
1: And I'm Ruby Compton. I'm the summer camp program director at Green River Preserve. We're a summer camp that focuses on connecting children with nature and we're located uh, on 3,400 acres of private wildlife preserve in western North Carolina about an hour south of Asheville in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So today's topic is the last minute staff training checklist uh, we're recording this in late April, getting close to being May. Mm-hmm. And that means for American camps that a lot of us are gearing into the the craziness of, of May madness and school programs and, and potentially staff arriving here pretty soon for the summer. Um, and other camps I know across the world are gearing up as well. So we thought this would be a great way to finish out our season three, uh, to talk about some of those last minute things that you wanna make sure you take care of, last minute tips and tricks. Um, and just things that you need to make sure are on that checklist to make your summer be as smooth as possible, and your staff training to be great. And so Beth is gonna talk a little bit more about why we chose this topic.
0: Well, I think the reason's pretty obvious, Um, and Ruby touched on quite a few of them. We're all heading into that time of year where we're so busy with last-minute marketing, camper numbers, hiring those last few positions, dealing with parents who are getting really anxious about this summer, buying all our supplies, tweaking programs, all that kind of stuff, that we need to be sure that we have training right where we want it to be. And we need a checklist to help us make sure that we really haven't forgotten anything. So we're hoping that after today, we can clear off all the things on your checklist.
1: Perfect. So the... Basically, the question today is pretty simple. Um, what tasks do you all want to remind our listeners to do this year before training gets started? And we're going to start off with you, Beth.
0: Okay, great. Um, I think for me, I've kind of categorized this when I was thinking about it into three categories. And the first one would be things that you want to do before staff actually arrive for training. So for me, I want I want to make sure that I've connected with everyone personally, and if you just have too many staff for that, then have your assistant director or unit head or your head counsellor, whoever you have on your leadership team, help you out, just divide and conquer. But be sure to connect with them personally through a Skype call, um, if you can't do it physically in person, maybe you can do it in groups of teams, like get your waterfront together, uh, or your adventure team or junior counsellors, whatever you wanna do, but do it through a personal phone call, Skype call, or write them a a nice card and send it in the mail, um, because that'll really stand out, and make them understand the kind of community you're trying to build. So if you can't do any of those things, send them a really personal email, um, but a card would show them that you really cared enough to take that kind of time, which is the sort of thing you want them to understand is what you're all about. Um, And if you haven't done this already, I think making sure that you've matched up new staff members with returnees who can connect with them, hopefully in person, but using technology if they can't, so that they have at least one person they know and a face that they're going to recognize when they arrive at camp. And always do your best to make sure that's a really good match so you don't scare off new staff members with somebody who might not be quite their personality but is really excited and eager about camp. Um, Send out group texts and you can do that through remind.com or send Instagrams or Snapchats like several a week before they arrive so that you're constantly reminding them of the mission and how excited you are to get started and how great the summer is gonna be and so on. And then my last piece under that would be to get your staff to update their LinkedIn profile. And if they don't have one, they should get one because this shows parents that you're really serious about being youth development professionals and it gives your staff a fuller understanding of their jobs. So definitely connect with them um, and make sure that they know what they're getting into. For all the right reasons.
1: Awesome. And I, I would echo that in, do get your you know interns or leadership team that might be in ahead of time to help you with some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. They may be super stoked to do Snapchat. Don't feel like yeah. you can tackle it on your own. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Gab.
2: Uh, um, one of my uh, most useful tools that, that I do before staff uh, come to camp is uh, our staff board. And basically it's a... It's a gigantic uh, corkboard on camp, uh, in the center of camp, um, on our dining room, and it, it basically has uh, four categories. Um, all the staff cabin groups, um, it has uh, the dates of arrival of all the, when staff are arriving. It's nice when all staff arrive at the same time, but it's not always the case, and um, it has a picture of every single staff member that's laminated. And so uh, what we do is when somebody arrives to camp, we bring them to that board, they see where they're living, and then we move their picture, which is in the not yet arrived, we can't wait to see you section um, mm-hmm. into their cabin group. And then they already see that there are two other people and they can physically see who those two other people are just by their pictures, um, as well as the list of the staff members there. And then they, we know that those people are actually physically on camp. Um, mm-hmm. And then the person that's greeted them signed, this is the person that, uh, you know, this is the person who greeted the person and I've brought them to uh, their cabin and I've done all these things. So there's a checklist. And that makes me feel so so much more at ease because we know that welcoming is one of the most important parts of anybody's um, experience, whether they're returning or new. And um, I'll be honest, dates elude me, times elude me. So so having this concrete board even though we have people that are signed up for as welcomers and greeters of course somebody might you know you know, go to the washroom or might be showing somebody else to their cabin this way anybody can actually say hello we're so happy to see you this is where you're staying and physically you know those pictures really really help so i i love the staff board it's it's like it's like a life vest. A-
0: that is a brilliant idea yeah,
1: so Well, my first tip actually goes right along with that, and that is to go ahead and make any groups that you are planning to have during staff training, go ahead and assign those. And you can be really intentional about it, Uh, So I always make sure I've already set up, obviously, cabin groups because we don't move into the cabins for the summer. We have specific cabins you live in during staff training and that includes return staff and new staff and old staff and young staff and folks from all over the place and people who are former campers and people who are not, so that's a really intentional process. Um, We also do a a three-day, two-night backpacking trip, and we have, you know, larger groups that camp out together, but also smaller groups that hike together and cook together, so we go ahead and set up those groups ahead of time, Um, as well as hiking groups, and that's a different group from their camp out group. These are folks that they are going to go with out onto hikes just like we run during the summer with some of our senior naturalists. Uh, and then we often have something called core groups, and this is actually something I, I took from Tom Heck, that is just a group that isn't their cabin group, it isn't their hiking group, it isn't their you know, camp out group, but just a core small group of folks that anytime we can say core groups, and they have this small group that they can already go hop into, and it can be a familiar kind of touchstone home base as training progresses. Um, but again, can be made up very intentionally. And maybe that's where you have some of your return staff leading and helping facilitate discussion, but you also have plenty of new staff as well who can bring new ideas. Um, and, and so I love that idea. And with our core groups, we always, they always have a team name. They always have a sound that they make so that when you say core groups, they all start doing a crazy motion and a crazy <laughs> sound. Like we've all done that activity. Um, but, but thinking about that, thinking about your groups and sometimes, you know, I know a lot of places will set up how they sit at meals, and that's assigned. So if that's something you want to set up ahead of time. Um, so think about that and, and make those groups ahead of time when you have the brain cells to really make those intentional decisions. Uh, and then we also have a couple groups that we don't assign intentionally so that as the, the training progresses, we can kind of look around and go, okay, I'm interested how these two counselors are going to work together. Let me put them in a group together and and see how that dynamic works out so it's okay to certainly have things that aren't assigned but just make sure you're intentional about what is and what isn't uh, and try to do as much of that ahead of time now as you can cool what's your next tip, Beth?
0: okay so my next set of tips would be um to really focus on your mission but to do that now Um, not just when they get to camp for training. So if you have an opportunity, get your staff together and do something in the city or at camp that shows that you really care for the world around you and that you want to make a difference, like have all your staff volunteer together at a soup kitchen or a homeless shelter or clean up garbage in a park. Um, Now, it may be far too late to do this this year, but it's If you really think about it, um, the intentionality is really important behind it. So put it on your calendar for next year and you let all your campers and families know about it because it just tends to um, get them in the right mood in terms of serving others and caring for others. And it shows the rest of the world the kind of people that you are. And if you can't get it done for this year, then get your staff to start putting Instagram pics or Facebook posts or photos, whatever it is, online on their own personal pages, but also on your website of all the Difference Maker stuff that they've done this year at school. And it'll give them a great sense of purpose. It'll inspire other staff members. And again, it shows to the rest of the world how important this kind of intentional living is for you and for your camp. I would ask maybe 10 staff members to record why I'm looking forward to this summer videos and share on all your social social media over the coming weeks. And you may wanna do a set for staff and a set for campers. And this really helps to install your mission, get staff excited, gives your families and your campers something to look forward to. And along those same lines and for the same reason, I would maybe design five Instagram ready images and quotes that match your camp's why and then send them out to staff and ask them to share them on their accounts as well. But really start to get that mission into their minds before they even set foot at camp for training.
2: And can, can I um, add something to that? I think that Please. those points, I think that your last two points are actually things that you can actually pick up the phone, ask a leadership team member, can you take care of this Yes, for me? Absolutely. Um, and what way can we do it in a manageable way? And I, I think this is something that that as a director don't do this. Put this into the heads of of somebody <laughs> yes. that you 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 respect and say, okay, this is what we want. Go to, and it's something that's so quick and it also gets them really excited. And I also really like um, the point that you're saying about um, staff members posting what they did that year. Uh, mm. That contributes to your mission, and I I I think also this is really important for women. Um, they tend to not say the good stuff. They're actually, I find most of the time they're uncomfortable with saying, this is what I did this year. I'm proud of it. And this is a really, that's a, that's a great lesson to say, no, we, it's, it's good to be proud of the, the, the good work that you're doing. So I think it's a nice life lesson at the same time. And I think it's important that they understand, too, that
0: that little bit of whatever it is they've done, even if they don't think it's a big deal to talk about it or don't want to talk about it, is real inspiration for other people. And that's what we're doing is those little acts of kindness, those little things are just little and we're inspiring other people to do other things. So they don't have to be these massive, great, you know, I, I no. fed a whole country or something kind of things, no. uh, but just really uh the mindset that you want them to have at camp, you just want to start sharing.
2: And I, w- I would even say, you know, please send, please send us what you've done this, this year that you're proud of. And then the camp itself camp, you know, happy fun. is proud to have <laughs> the fu- the following staff members on our team this year Yes, and just have absolutely. that list, um, you, you know, with all of your staff and what they've done and, and say, we're proud to have this team, you know, boom. Absolutely. So exciting. This is also a marketing session. I
1: was going to say that's, that's some brilliant marketing that's ideas. Hey, right if
2: you didn't there. do very much marketing this year, don't worry. <laughs> Here's a bunch of ideas. That's what it's all about. Awesome. Yep. What about you, Gab?
1: What's your next tip?
2: Uh, my next tip is, uh, sorry, I was like really caught up in what um, Beth was talking about, <laughs> which is awesome, which happens all the time. Oh, um, Oh, I really like actually contacting new staff members and asking what did they wish they would have known or had uh, last year. So the brand new staff members, I call them around this time, say, can you take a moment, think about uh, that, that list. So then it, it just allows me to be a little bit more prepared. Um, I find that I find what I do is that from year to year, I will think of some of the things that they've already mentioned. But then I think, ah, oh, you know what? Nobody really, this didn't help anybody. So then I sort of drop it, and I don't do it anymore. And they said, you know, it would have been really great if or... And I was like, oh, I did that five years ago, and I just didn't think that that was important. So I find, um, yeah, I contact usually uh, new staff members this time around saying, what would you like to have known or had before you came to camp? Um, so it would have made your, your transition better. Cool. That's just mine.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Uh, okay, so my next item on my to-do list is something that we actually tried out really for the first time last year, uh, which is to really get all of your first session of camper stuff as done as possible. So, assign cabins, um, you may not know who the staff are going to be for which cabin. some folks do, and some folks, uh, you come into camp and you're going to live in a specific cabin and that's decided from day one, but for us it's not. Um, But we, we assign cabins ahead of time, we build those hiking groups, again setting up some of those groups the kids will be in, building their camper schedules, kind of trying to do all of that. That's one of the things our leadership team spends time on during their leadership team training so they can practice that workflow When there's a little less time pressure um and they have more time to be like uh ruby i don't understand how this works or what should i do in this place and there's a little more time for us to look over it uh or for me to look over it um the other thing that we did last year again for the first time was our our counselors teach activities Um, And and again, like most of our staff are not hired as like you're going to be the canoeing instructor and you're going to be the fly fishing instructor and you're going to be the creative writing instructor. We have some folks that are hired pretty specifically, but most folks are not. And so in their pre-camp paperwork, and we've done this for a long time, uh, we ask, you know, tell us, uh, do you have lots of interest in this, this activity and are you ready to lead it? Do you have some interest in it? Could you assist with it? Do you have no uh, experience, uh, but you're interested in learning? Or do you have no experience and no interest? And so based on what they put for the various activities, then we go ahead and assign their activities they're gonna lead for session one. And we basically tell them like, look, these could really change for session two, session three, session four, uh, but this is where you're gonna be this first session. And that also really helps our staff kind of narrow down when it comes to during staff training. and, And we basically say, here's the activities you need to go learn some activities to teach this summer. Then they know, here's two or three that I know I'm going to be teaching in a week. So I need to make sure I go to those activity blocks. I also mm. try to set up some time for them to explore stuff. Like my first summer at Green River, I had never shot a gun of any kind. We use BB guns at camp. And, you know, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go check out BB ski. Like, I don't even know if it's something that I would like. And I went down there and checked it out and it was cool. Not something I really wanted to teach, but I'm glad I did.
2: Were you awesome at it, Ruby? No,
1: I was terrible. So, <laughs> so, that's not why I didn't like you it. Were I don't know.
2: The, I'm, terrible. I know I'm the American on the
1: call, but I do not love guns. This is not my favorite. <laughs> so, uh, but, but I think that that's important too, because I think if we don't give our staff time to explore during staff training, then they are more likely to take time away from the kids to do that exploration during the summer. So, if you're going to create special time for your staff to do that throughout the summer, cool, fine, then they can do that. But I really want, when the kids are there, to them for them to be focused on providing the best possible experience for the kids. And so, I need to provide that exploration time during staff training. But it was it was definitely a different philosophy and it pretty much worked. Like it was really scary thinking about like, Oh, we're, we're going to assign people to activities and we don't even know if they're going to be a good canoeing instructor. And it's like, <laughs> well, no, now we're telling them you're going to teach canoeing, go learn how to be a good canoeing instructor. And it, it worked great.
2: Nice. Yeah.
1: Cool. Solid. Uh, next round, Beth, what you got for us?
0: Um. So I think my last round would be to and and big surprise that I'm gonna say this, but build that sense of community at camp. So one of those things I would do at this time of year was start to prepare handwritten notes for every one of my staff members, handwritten, not on my computer. Um, And then I would leave it on their bunks for when they arrive, or you could leave it um, in their locker if you're a day camp or in their staff binder or wherever they're gonna find it when they first arrived and um, explain how excited you are for them to be at camp and touch on the skills that you are excited that they'll be able to share those gifts and talents that they have and how grateful you are to be able to be working with them and um, how you see camp benefiting from what they have to offer you. I think that's really important. Um, And then I would have different really trusted staff members, senior staff, leadership team, whatever, um, go over your training schedule with different mindsets. So the first one would be to make sure you have something built into every training day that will intentionally build the community. And ideally, you'll have more than one thing happening every day. But make sure there's something happening every day that builds community and something that's happening every day that inspires them. So again, more than once a day is awesome. But things like alumni letters which i've talked about many times in podcasts or times for veterans to share things or parents to share things or campers um you know get some campers to shoot very short video telling staff how excited they are to be coming to camp and what they're looking forward to and have one of your staff members edit it all together and show it to your staff um go through training so this will be a different person Uh, have them go through training from the end to the beginning and work backwards and so make sure that you've thought of absolutely everything so that you can and here's my other famous set of words that I always say in podcasts front load front load front load um, so that your staff can have your best training experience so what are they going to need for every session what do they need to bring with them in the morning to be able to get it make it through till lunch um, so they don't have to go back to their cabins or to their cars or to whatever so it can be really really smooth. Have another staff member go through every aspect of training, and I mean every single minute of training, and make sure it's as creative as possible. So if this is what we ask from our staff, then we need to role model it to them during training. So I want you to be sure that to understand that I don't mean that you need to have costumes and Broadway show tunes that are rewritten and choreographed with sets for every single thing that you teach. I mean, that would be amazing, but highly impossible. But just to be sure that you're keeping things... Um, interesting, moving, inspiring, different from last year. Then of somebody completely different, Go over training from the point of view of a staff member who's brand new, as Gab said, and see what's missing and what needs to be added to make them feel comfortable, part of the family, more competent in their jobs, and still another person going over training from the point of view of a returning staff member. Um, What can be tweaked? What needs to be made creative so it's not the same as it was last year? What opportunities do they have that will make uh, returning staff members feel useful? Wanting to grow their skills, mentoring new staff members, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then lastly, um, have another staff member go over every aspect of training from the point of view of your mission. Does every session, every program, every song, every game, every spoken word fit into the mission? And if not, it's time for it to go. Even if it's one of those sacred cows, um, you need to protect your circle of safety that you're building um, and make sure that everything fits the mission. So um, three quick ones left. Make sure, especially if you're running res camp, that you have built enough time in your schedule to let them sleep. Um, remember that they need eight to 10 hours a night at this age. <laughs> so, where you're going to find it, I don't know. Uh, but we want to make sure that we really care for them before the kids show up so that they are uh, rested and um, can do their best. And um, definitely listen to Camp Code podcasts between now and then and see if there's anything else that can help you um, with your staff training. But my last tip is to be as prepared as you possibly can so that you can be present in staff training so that you won't miss their sessions so that you can be there um, so that you don't just sit at the back of the room and do work on something else, but you're really focused and giving your time just to them so that you can enjoy it too. Um, It's kind of like a really, really, really long wedding where you spend all this time planning for it and then it happens and is over so quickly. But if you're not focused on being present with all the people, you're going to miss all the amazing stories. So just make sure you have time for you to do that and for them to get to know you.
1: That's the end of our podcast. We're done. (laughs) What more is there to say? mic dropped. So yeah, hard act to follow. What you got, Gab?
2: Uh, (laughs) Oh, you just you wait. There'll be something amazing. (laughs) I have no doubt. Um, I think I think to to pair with that, um, definitely your staff training is is extremely important, and whatever you can do before. Um, camp starts so that your hands are your hands aren't tied and they're free to participate is so important. And the more I do this, the more I see how valuable it is. And and the more I laugh at my younger self who's like, I'll do that during that time. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> um, I I like to keep I like to keep in mind uh, with the training aspect. Um, And we talked about this in one of our sessions, that if you if you really want somebody to absorb information, I believe that it needs to connect to them on an emotional level, on an intellectual. So they they know how and also on a physical level that they have experience and practice. And I don't feel that that comes in one session. I think it's how does how can it be repeated and re-experienced in different ways throughout staff training? And um, once I started looking at things that way, it actually started making the lessons seem to stick a lot more. And it became a little bit less um, complicated for me to look at staff training. You know, do they care about this? Do they know how to do this? Have we given them an opportunity to actually do it and us give them feedback? So for me, that's sort of the checklist that, that I go through. And then the, the other one is assigning uh, leadership team members to different sessions. First-year leadership team members, um, they're paired with a returning uh, leadership team member on planning a session. And I even um, solicit our, our non-returning but our veteran leadership team members to help out. And that has been such a game-changer for me because their anxiety level just goes down so much. And um, they know what they're, what they're supposed to do and they have, you know, experienced people around them uh, to help them out. And I really, really, really like that. Um, but I, I would like to echo just basically what Beth is saying. Try as much as possible to get what you need to get done so you can participate during um, staff training. And also know that you're, you're that one year more experienced than the year before. So to feel good about that and say, of course, you could always do more but look how much you've already been able to do, um, compared to last year or even five or 10 years ago. So to go into it feeling okay with what you've done.
1: Great. You guys are so brilliant. So brilliant. Uh, so I have a couple of questions to ask you, uh, as the listener, uh, have you turned in your numbers for the season to the kitchen? Have you Mm. told them about Mm -hmm. allergies, especially with your staff members? Have you provided an opportunity for your staff members to talk to the kitchen staff about their food preferences and allergies just a question have if you have laundry service if you're a residential program and somebody comes and takes your laundry have you sent those dates that you expect them to show up to the laundry (laughs) people uh because you should probably do that um if you have any special events or special days have you made the reservations for those days yet Uh, We have a lady who makes us cakes for our closing day of our closing banquet. Uh, And so we always send her when those dates are for when we're going to pick them up, all that good stuff. Thinking about if you're an accredited camp, have you done all the things you have to do annually? Have you run your background checks? Have you sent your EMS letter? Um, Have you had the inspections Mm. that you need to have done? It's going to be a lot easier to get those done now than even in a week or two when your staff start arriving. Um, So make sure that these are some little details. And again, several of these can be delegated, uh, like many of the things we've talked about today, but they need to be on your radar. So think about those things. Um, And yeah, I would say to echo the other two, like, yes, get as much of it done now as possible. You're still going to have some work to do during training, but if you can really strive to get most of it done now, it's going to make your training week so much easier. Um, and that's actually, I remember something that I mentioned on our last podcast about, you know, mistakes that we've made. And that's definitely one that I've learned over the last few years of just like, I can't plan to get anything done during staff training because it's just not going to happen. <laughs> so uh, you should check out that podcast too. If you haven't heard it yet, um, so you learn about all the silly stuff that we've done along the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think just to add what uh, Gab was saying about getting people to help you do those things, get your leadership team to help you. They can help you with logistics too. So if you've got big picture, learn to delegate that out. That's what they're there for. They're learn. They're there to learn to be leaders, and they want yeah. to be useful. Yeah. They want to feel um, that they are needed because they are needed. And find those people who are really great at logistics. Who yeah. you know? I know some camp directors, that's not their thing at all, nope. but they've got somebody who does that really well. So, you know, sort of hand them the big idea and let them go with it. I think that's really important at this time of the year rather than feeling yeah. like you're stepping in quicksand is to reach out and, and delegate to those leadership team members and to non-leadership team members too who may be coming up for training and, and can offer those special things. Just don't feel like you have to do it all on your own.
2: Yeah, and I, I know some people feel like that actually adds work. On you know, it's mm. easier for them to just do it on their own, and <laughs> that's and what I, my
0: mother said the entire time I was growing up. It's just easier <laughs> if I do it myself.
2: <laughs> I think in some ways, it's possible. <laughs> I think it's true, um, but I think I think the 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 skill of a camp director is to um, read people and see where their talents are and, um, and give them guidance. And part of giving guidance is saying, um, this is what I'd like you to do. I'm concerned, however, that maybe, you know, I'm not giving you enough material, or I'm concerned that uh, you might go off on the wrong direction and then it'll be too late. And actually just work with that person and say, these are some of my concerns, what do you need from me? And that actually kind of, that just diffuses um that issue because you can you can work with the person that you trust you can say this is I, I want you to do this you're the right person to do this but I don't know I don't know how to support you properly and they'll tell you what they need and and I find that to be actually a way of sort of um, um, building confidence in in the job to get done that's going to be done well and if you have a hard time delegating then perhaps this is the year that you uh, start slowly and Choose a project or two and let's let other people do it and you can supervise them. Um, Yeah.
0: I think camp is also a place where you get an opportunity to try something you never thought you would ever do before. And that doesn't just end with, uh, you know, jumping off a a zip line or canoeing down rapids. It can also be a director saying to you, I think you'd be really great at doing this. And you kind of going, oh my goodness, I can't, you know, do that prepare that program or, or deal with that kind of stuff. And um, if you have faith in them and you're there, as Gab said, to guide them, they can do all kinds of things they never thought that they would do. And I, decades of staff members telling me, I would never have gotten into this if you hadn't pushed me yeah. to try this. Um, and so no, to totally. remember that too, um, that that starts with training, not just uh, in the summertime when the kids are there. So delegating is a good thing for them, not just for you. So if you have trouble delegating, remember that. You're also doing it for them <laughs> to make them have more opportunities to grow as leaders.
1: Oh Gab, you're muted. We didn't hear what you just said. Oh I am. <laughs> <laughs> you are very animated like, though.
0: And very passionate. You, you, just <laughs> say
2: with, it again.
1: Say you? it again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying was was that this is a is a whole other podcast. I have I love to talk about delegating. Um, because I think it's so important, and I think that part of the reasons why some camp directors are camp directors is, in a way, they have been so self-sufficient, but it's a little bit of of a catch-22. Mm-hmm. And then when you become directors, we really actually, it's part it's in part training for our staff. They need to be delegated to, so they yeah. learn. And in part, it's, when you have a great vision, you need help to fulfill that vision. So, um, Uh, I'm like, oh, guess what we're talking about when we come back. Okay, (laughs) perfect. Summer, and you're like, I really should know how to delegate more. There'll be a podcast waiting for you. Okay, perfect.
1: And I would just throw in, too, that I would bet all three of us, I know I am, are products of somebody delegating somewhere, you know, back long ago. Um, where, you know, you were put in that situation of, you know, hey, you got to do this. (laughs) And you're like, I don't want to. I don't know how to, (laughs) you know. And it's like, well, too bad. You got to. Because I know that that was certainly the situation for me where I was put in positions that I didn't even necessarily want at camp. But that's where I needed to be and that's where I needed to serve. And the people above me thought that that's that's where I could serve very well. So uh, I'm guessing many of our listeners have also been, in that place, so don't forget that, that it's the only way we're gonna pass on that information and, and pass on the camping industry is if folks have a chance to to practice it. We can't be the helicopter camp directors and the snowplow <laughs> camp directors that we hear about as our parents. Like, we, we have to be willing to let people try and, and, and fail as well sometimes, so, yeah.
2: Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think the moral of what we're all trying to say is, don't worry guys, you're not on your own. Ask for help. I know this is a heavy load, um, but you, you know, uh, you know, don't put pressure. But maybe you can you can delegate a little bit. <laughs> it's it's a stressful time for all. That, so nobody's <laughs> ready right now. Um, well, I don't think if they are, congratulations. Like I'm super impressed. You <laughs> like to talk to you. You know what? <laughs> Sorry. I have high fi- or I secretly hate you. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> I secretly (laughs) don't want to be your friend right now.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Oh, such good information, everybody. Thanks for sharing. I believe we're at the time in the podcast where Gab's going to recap what we talked about today.
2: Unmuted. All right. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) we've got a lot of stuff. So I'm, I'm just going to sum up basically what, uh, what we have said today. Um, but build community, heart, brain, and physical for learning. Um, create, explore time. Don't forget about laundry, kitchen, food, reservations, medical information. Um, text, remind.com. Keep training. Cool. Why I'm excited about camp uh, this summer is an amazing marketing tool and can be done quickly with a leadership team's leadership at this point of the year. uh, Match new staff with returning staff. Connect with every staff personally, if you can. uh, Make sure that we have a staff board. Cabin groups are done intentionally. um, Ask new staff members what would they have liked to have known or had before they came to camp last year. Make sure your accreditation stuff is done. And I also threw in uh, the dollar store because we didn't talk about it. So (laughs) I figured.
1: Yes. When you need some retail therapy, you will find something for camp. You just walk through the dollar store
2: and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to use this giant dinosaur for, but
1: it's probably going to become
2: a- <laughs> It's going to be cool. I don't know why, but we need it. So go through the dollar
1: store. <laughs> Y'all be sure the next time you see yeah. Beth to ask her about the time she went to a dollar store in a limo. It's a good story.
0: <laughs> Stretch, limo. <laughs> Stretch limo. Stretch limo
1: ridiculous well we want you to get involved with our podcast you can join us on the hashtag #CampCode and tell us what topics you'd like for us to discuss any guests that you'd recommend we talk to any great leadership training tips that you want to share we'd love to hear from you because this industry is all about sharing i think it's one of the reasons we all love this this industry so much um, we also would really love it if you found this podcast to be useful to leave a rating and review for us on iTunes, and we've made it real easy. You can go do that by going to camphacker.tv slash cc underscore iTunes, or you can tweet your love of the show by going to camphacker.tv slash love. That's all one word. Uh, your feedback really helps keep our show going and helps it get discovered by other folks. So. Uh, thanks for, for all of you who've done that in the past. We want to make sure you know how to get in touch with us, even as we enter the, the summer season. Uh, so we'll start with Gab.
2: Uh, you can follow me, uh, on Twitter, Twitter at Gabrielle Rail and also on Instagram. And you can also check out where I work at com. And there's of course a get in touch with Waro. We're a small group, so they can get any, <laughs> any email to me if you, if you like, <laughs>
1: Awesome. Beth.
2: So you can find out about me
0: at campacker.tv or gocamp.pro. You can email me directly at Beth at gocamp.pro. And we're on Twitter with the hashtag campacker or at Topaz.
1: Beautiful. And you can email me ruby, R-U-B-Y, at greenriverpreserve.org. I'm on Twitter as well at rubylyn 85 on Instagram at RubyOutdoors. And I'm also lurking around in the Go Camp Pro <laughs> Slack app. So if you have questions there, that's a great place to get in touch too. And Beth's going to talk a little bit about our next podcast.
0: Well, we don't know yet. However, delegation seems to be on the table. Um, it will be in the fall. So be sure to let us know the issues that you have through the summer or in early fall, and we will work on putting out podcasts that can help you through them. So just keep in touch with us and we'll also be thinking about things through the summer, especially Ruby and Gab who will be on the ground running with all this stuff. Indeed.
1: So our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training. And as always, we would love to hear some of your most memorable moments or most effective tips. You can tell us what they are using that hashtag camp code. And Beth has this week's best practice.
0: I do. So I returned from the Mid-States Conference in Chicago at the beginning of this month. And it was without question one of the best conferences I've ever been a part of. Such a great sense of family there. And I met some truly amazing people. But I didn't have a lot of time to attend other people's sessions, but I did manage to get to a great session on the Friday afternoon at the end of the day. And it was all about singing. And it was an amazing experience to sit in a room full of strangers, learn and sing songs together and become friends through music. I hadn't done it in a really long time. And the session was led by Matt Henry and his very talented wife. She could be a country singer in her own right um, of Skyline Skyline Camp and Retreat Center. And members of their staff were present too. And um, it was a great hour. And afterwards I went to thank him for the session and he said that he had a great tip to share with our Camp Code listeners. So here it is. A number of years ago, what they started doing with staff training was dividing it in half. So they do five days of training at the beginning of the summer, and then they do five more days of training in the middle of the summer. Now, we used to do in-service training in the middle of our summers too, but we only set aside two days where there were no campers and we had time to be together and kind of review and evaluate and rebuild what we needed to. But I got really excited when I heard that they take five days in the middle of the summer and dedicate that time solely to their staff. So I just want you to imagine with me for a minute how many problems you could solve if you could be together with your staff for five days in the middle of the summer, no campers. We could refocus, avoid burnout, fatigue, gossip, drama, catch all those little errors we might be making and make sure we return everything to our mission, focus again on community and why we're here. And I know that it's not possible for any of us to do this summer, but as you plan for next year, why not seriously consider putting this kind of plan into action? Maybe you can't do five days, maybe you can do two or three and moving dates around so that you can give the best to your staff and that they in turn then can give their best to your camp and to your campers. So a big shout out to Matt and Shanna and the folks that I sang with that afternoon and all the folks at MidStates who were so welcoming and excited to learn. And may you all have an amazing summer.
1: So I want to also send out a big thank you to our production team for Camp Code, including our show editor, Etienne, or his camp name is Cobalt. Um, Every time that I've communicated with him, he's always quick to turn our shows around uh, to get ready to release to you all. Uh, And he also gets a lot of sneak peeks of our content. So if you want to find out what may be coming up on the next Camp Code episode, you can check out his tweets because sometimes he gives you a little sneak peek. Uh, So thank you so much, Cobalt, for everything that you do to make – Camp code happen. We really cannot do it without you. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. you. (laughs) And thanks to all of you, our listeners for sharing and listening. Uh, And we will look forward to talking to you all again in the fall. Remember in the meantime, you can join us on the hashtag camp code. And thanks for the evening friends.
0: Please remember no other industry shares its best practices. The way summer camps do. If you use an idea heard on a camp hacker podcast, Please be professional and give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for the listening, friends. Camp Hacker,
2: bringing your world into focus.